tonight about faith in the kingdom of God. Say that. Faith in the kingdom of God. I want to talk with you a little bit about that tonight, but I want to really give you some things tonight that you can have some ingredients. And that's what we're going to talk about is ingredients for that faith in the kingdom of God. Last week, we talked about um, what faith is, and, and it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We talked about where faith comes from. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. But tonight, I got some things that I'm really excited about being able to do, because we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... All right, there's my faith bowl. See, faith kind of has to be a container that it can begin to catch some things in. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 1. And I want to look at, amen, Romans chapter 1. I want to look at verses 15 through 17. How many of you want to grow in your faith tonight? I want to grow in my faith tonight. I want to grow so much that we can get proficient in some things. I, I want to be able to get proficient in this thing called faith. Say faith. I want to be able to get so proficient in it. You know, the unsaved world is looking for results. The unsaved world is saying, how can I begin to hear about this thing called faith, but I'm looking for some results. And it's time to show some results. Amen? We need to know what we need to do, how we need to do it. And tonight, you are going to have some ingredients that's going to begin to grow your faith in the things of God. Romans chapter 1, we got a mic down here. Romans chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. Ready? So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And do we have any righteous people in the house tonight? Amen. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're righteous. It's not because of what you've done. It's what Jesus has done for you. See, when you look at this scripture, God is making a distinction here between those that are righteous and just that they need to live a certain way. Do you see that? It says the righteous will live by faith. So he's saying those that are righteous or just should live a different way. And in order to live a different way, it has to be by faith. Tell your neighbor by faith. See, I mean, it's God's will for everyone to live by faith. I want to get so rich in faith that we can begin to be able to have have all the blessings that God wants us to get. I want us to be able to get so rich in faith that it just permeates our entire being. Kind of like somebody that would go and jump into a pool, their entire being would be wet. I don't want you just to dip your toe in it. I don't want you just to kind of walk in it ankle deep and say, ooh, the water's nice, and then get back out. I want you to be able to just jump right in and just get totally submerged with this thing called faith. Because this faith is going to be a key, and we're going to put some ingredients here today in order to build your faith. God's always putting before us. The scripture in Deuteronomy says it's life and death. He always puts before us life and death, and he tells us in Deuteronomy that we're to choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19, if you want to make a note of that. So we have a choice. You guys have a choice here tonight. If you want to diligently seek him or not, you have a choice. So let me ask you a question. 
What would be your motive for serving God? Many of us have different motives and how we want to serve God and why we're serving God. And motive is everything. Say, motive is everything. See, a lot of times people think, well, you know what? I'm serving God. I just, I know that I can get blessed and I can just get some stuff. Anybody wants some stuff? We can just say, hey, I can get this stuff and that stuff and I get this stuff and all this stuff. Whether it's the things or the things that God wants to change on the inside of you, let's take a look at this thing called faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So God is a rewarder of what? Those who diligently, one of the scriptures say, diligently seek him. So I've got something here tonight that we're going to cook up this faith thing. And this is, uh, what's that say? Can you see that? Everybody? It's our motive. What's our motive going to be? He says, if he, if, if, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, there it is, must believe that he is and that he exists and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So are we diligently seeking the things of God tonight? And why are we diligently seeking the things of God tonight? Because what's our motive? How many of you think I can cook up something tonight? How many of you think that it's going to be good? How many of you got some faith in me tonight? Y'all got some more faith than what I got in myself here on anyways. I I want you to know that I have never made this before. Shelly can attest to that. But what I'm looking at, this is a can of pineapple. Crushed pineapple. And in order for our motive, say motive... In order for our motives to be pure, they have to be strained. Oh, come on. So I'm just going to let that motive just strain a little bit. In order for our motives to be pure, we have to make sure they are pure. So we're just going to strain this just a little bit. Because these juices probably aren't going to be too good. To be able to have in there. So the first thing, if you've got that handout, the first word of it, our ingredients of faith, is motive. We should have a motive to please God. That should be our motive. Our motive should be to please God. Not just the stuff. Not just I'm seeking God just so I can have this or have that, a bigger car, house, diamonds, jewelry, all these other things. I know, I just, I just know I can get all that stuff. God's got warehouses it up there with those things that are in the faith realm to come forward. There's got to be a time where nobody cares about anything except getting in the presence of God. Well, don't doesn't matter to me about what's taking place. I just want to know my Lord and Savior in a deeper, more intimate way. See, one of the things that we've got to do is please Him. And when we please Him, we give Him joy. And the way the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, in order to please God is to have faith, right? So how do we please God? Have faith. Everybody, not, it's not an exam. How do we please God? Have faith. 
have faith. We've got to have faith. It takes that faith to please God. So we've got to continue just to strain our motive. I've got to just let those juices come through. Because faith is not stepping out like a blindfolded man. It's not just putting a blindfold on you and stepping out and walking wherever you want to walk. Faith, you have to walk the way God directs you to walk. Amen? See, if you need some stuff, you better step out in faith. So we've established the first thing is faith, we've got to have what? In order to have the ingredients of faith, we've got to have what? Motive. Motive. I'm going to put that little motive right in that bowl. Mmm, yeah. Cooking up some stuff here tonight. Now, I want you to know, faith can get a little messy. It can get a little bit messy when we're dealing with faith. The second thing I want us to look at, because this is, is, these are all important ingredients. But the second thing I want us to look at, we've established the first, and the first is what? The first is what? Got to get these group over here. The first is what? Got to have some motive. And the motive's got to be right. We've got to strain it. We've got to cleanse it. Now we're going to put it in our faith bowl. And that's our motive is in there. The second thing that we need to make sure we have is the word. Say the word. Is the main ingredient for faith. Now this is the word. And it's the main ingredient for faith. The word's the main ingredient for faith. So, I'm just going to open God's word, and I'm going to put some of this in here. This is actually, well, it's stuff. It's, it's this, in order for me to make this, this has got to be the main ingredient. So, the word has got to be the main ingredient. Your second thing on your handout tonight, the first is motive, and the second is the word of God. The Word of God has got to be the main ingredient. In other words, everything that we do in life really needs to come from the Word. And I'm going to look at this tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Mm-mm. When you're cooking up some faith, you might as well enjoy it. Amen? So what's the second thing? The Word of God, God's Word, it's got to be, be the most important thing in your life. Let me give you a couple scriptures to go with that. Deuteronomy 8, verse 3 says this. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know. Nor did your fathers know that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus quoted this in Deuteronomy. He quoted it back in Matthew chapter 4 when he was in a fight with the devil. You remember that? And he says, man does not live by bread alone, but every what? Word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 1 John verses one, or chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 says this. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So you know what? The Word was Jesus. Jesus was the Word. The Word is faith, and faith is the Word. Are you with me? So basically what I'm trying to tell you tonight or teach you tonight is that very simply the Word equals faith, and faith equals the Word. The Word equals faith, and faith equals the Word. So this is the main ingredient. Say main ingredient. ingredient. 
It's, it's the word of God. I mean, you, you got to begin to step out on the word of God. Peter stepped out. When he looked at Jesus in the middle of the storm, and Jesus, he said, it said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. What did the Lord say? He couldn't say, oh, Pete, don't. If you step out of a boat, you're going to sink it. There's water there. Gravity's going to kick in. All Jesus could do was go, come on, come. And Peter stepped out on faith, on the word of God, and he began to walk on water. Let's give the Lord some praise for the example in the Bible for Peter walking on water. Amen? So faith is the main ingredient in this recipe in which we're cooking up. It's the prescription that we have to be able to have. See, it can kind of be like if the level of word is in you increases, then your faith will begin to... Y'all get this? If the level of the word begins to increase, so then all of a sudden your faith will begin to increase. See, that way when there's sickness or disease or debt that's coming on your house, you can say, wait a minute, let me get the word on that subject and let me get an understanding of it so I can begin to walk in the word and I'll raise my faith level. Anybody want to raise your faith level? You've got to get God's word. You've got to get it, apply it to that situation that you're going to have. You can't have faith if you don't know the word of God. Because... <laughs> Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We want to be able to please God. We want to be able to have faith in God and faith in other things that the spirit realm manifests for us. And it's going to come through the word. Say the word. So you got to get what? The word. You got to get what? Again, the word. One more time. The word. So we got the word. We just stir in the word in here with our motive. My motives have been purified. I just now am beginning to get the word of God and I'm stirring up this faith thing within me. Ooh, and it looks pretty good. And you know, it's, I know it's not finished. Do, do I have it? Am I completed yet? No. no. See, a lot of times we can maybe take something that we haven't totally completed and begin to start stepping out on faith. Oh, come on. And sometimes we can have what's called a faith wreck. We can begin to do something because we haven't got all the ingredients together. The Bible says my people perish in Hosea. It says my people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. We've got to begin to get knowledge in the word of God. See, we've got to know the word before we begin to operate in, in faith. And we've got to, we've got to change our thinking. We've got to think of ourselves the way God thinks of ourselves. We've got to begin to think of ourselves and the things that we can do according to God's word. Amen? So number three, first of all, we've got, we've got the motive. We've got God's word. Number three is that we must make God's word the final authority. Say final authority. Or if you want to write that in there, you write that in there because it's, the, it's got to be the final authority. In other words, I, when the doctor says, well, I don't know if there's any cure for that, you can go to the Word of God and you can say, you know what, you might say that, doc, and the fact might be this may be trying to come against me, 
But I do know that the Word is my final authority, and I am going to go to the Word and get what I need from it. Because there are things in the Word that is going to be contradictory to the things of the world. It's not going to be the same thing. So, we've got to get the Word, and the Word has got to be what? Y'all want to know what this is? It's, we're, 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 we're getting the faith ingredients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the final authority of the Word of God is, is in here. Now, you know, it's pretty good. Things are looking pretty good here. It's final authority. So we've got what? The motive. Say motive. And we've got what? God's Word. And we've got what? So God's Word is the final authority. God said it, so that settles it. So the situation has to change according to the Word of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let me give you some scriptures to back that up, can I? Luke chapter 21, verse 33. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. His word is so important that his word will not pass away. Luke eleven twenty-eight says this. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. There was a woman that stood up and said, Jesus, you know, the, the woman that you, uh, you know, that basically had you, that, 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 <laughs> that you actually nursed from her breast. That's what the Bible says. It says, well, she, you're blessed because of that. And Jesus was like, no, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word and obey the word. Yeah. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. Yeah. Oh, but there's, see, there's some work that has to be done if you're going to be blessed. Because, you know what? We're not only going to have to understand our motive is pure. We're going to have to understand that God's word is exactly what I stand on. And not only God's word being the second thing, but the third thing is, it's got to become the final authority in my life. It can't just be a history book. It can't just be a book that sounds pretty good when somebody says, well, you read a book a year and you read 66. (laughs) And they go, you read 66 books? And yeah, I read the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. It can't just be something that somebody uses when their situation that they're in calls for it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that scripture. So I just take it out. I just omit that scripture. See what I mean? So if we're going to begin to develop these ingredients for faith, there's many things in these ingredients for faith that we have to have. And we know, we know, we know that it's got to be the final authority. We've got to know that when God said it, that settles it. See, once you find it in the Bible, that should settle it for you. Once you have an understanding that that's what the Word of God says, that should settle the question mark. Did God really say? See, you'll never go past your question mark. In other words, I know that God will, but will He for me? I know that God can, but maybe things aren't lined up for me. I know I can get out of debt, but maybe it's not for me. It's for Terry. It's for Tim. 
I know there's some things that God has in his word and says in his word, but maybe it's not for me. God can deliver you from debt. Hello? God can deliver you from debt. Say this. Say, God can deliver me from debt. God can deliver you from debt. There is a story that I'll give you. 2 Kings chapter 6. Do you know that they were, they were actually uh, like building, a, some theologians say it was uh, even like a prophetic training center, but they were cutting down trees and they were making these beams and this guy was using an axe and the axe head fell off into the water. Are you with me? Some of you may know this. And then he was like, oh no, alas, man, that axe I was using, it was Shallon's. I just lost her axe head in the water. And he came to get the man of God, Elijah. Elijah come over here and he takes a stick and he throws it in the water. And guess what happens? The axe head surfaces. Are you with me? So then he takes the person, and I believe that the, the, the situation was they had to reach out in the water to get it. So they kind of held his hand, and they lift, kind of leaned the person over so they could reach out and get the axe head out of the water. Come on. When God says it, he can deliver you of it. There is nothing in your life that you're dealing with that God cannot deliver you of. Oh, let me say that again. You got to hear this. There's nothing in your life that you're dealing with that God cannot deliver you of. Amen? Amen. He'll begin to release faith. As you begin to release faith, you put the ingredients together. It begins to grow and grow and grow on the inside of you. But you'll never get past the question mark unless you step out and use God's word to be the final authority. You'll never get back the question mark if you don't use your motive and your motive's right. If you don't take the word of God and use the word of God. And if you don't say, hey, you know what? This is the final authority. God said it, so that settles it. Amen? Do you want to have the fourth one? Does anybody want to know what the fourth one is? See, James says, faith without works is dead. Say, it's dead. So there's got to be some things that we need to be able to do to work the Word of God, to be able to do that, and it's not easy. Let me say that again. It is not easy. So the fourth thing that you have to understand is that you have to take the medicine. Anybody been sick? Anybody said, you know what? Honey... It's castor oil, <laughs> liver oil, cod oil. I praise God, I never had to drink some of that stuff. But my mom used to tell me when she was a kid that they would do that and they had to hold their nose and take the medicine. See, there's going to be some things that when you deal with the ingredients of faith, that you're going to have to take the medicine. And the medicine may not taste too good. In other words, you read the Word of God, you know that you're standing on the Word of God, and you know that it's the final authority, and God says, I want you to do something in that Word of God that you don't want to do. There may be something you have to try harder at that you say, you know what, I really 
don't know if I can do that. Well, the Word of God says I can do all things. Say all things. It says I can do all things who strengthens me. So uh, even though it may be difficult, the medicine may not taste real good. But there's a song, I think it was, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, the medicine go down. See, we don't really have to worry too much about that right now because now they have designed a way to make medicine good. When my kids were little and you tried to get them to take some cough syrup, (laughs) that stuff was nasty. So you could mix sugar with it and it would make it sweet. See, now a lot of times the kids are like, what do you want? Grape or cherry or bubble gum or watermelon? I mean, it's like, hey, hey, they're like, is this medicine? Wow, I'll take one of them and one of them and one of them and one of them. Because there's all sorts of different kinds. And now all of a sudden the medicine seems to taste pretty good. But what I'm saying is this. As there's going to take, in order for you to grow and increase your faith, in order for these ingredients to come forth and for faith really to begin to come forth and do what God wants it to do in your life, we're going to have to take the medicine. In other words, there's going to be some times where it might be difficult. Let's look at a couple scriptures. Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there are some things we've got to do to hear the word of God. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I'm glad you're here tonight because you came to hear the word of God. But there's some of you tonight that probably had to go through some obstacles that maybe weren't too good. You could have stayed home and watched American Idol or something like that says comes on. Are you with me? You could have done something else, but you were able to take the medicine and say, you know what? I'm going to get here. And there's sometimes, you know, I don't, I'm tired. I'm tired. I had a really tough day. And, and I just think it would be better for me just to stay home and lay on my couch. I got news for you. That couch isn't going to feel too good. Because you know you're working on your motive. You got God's word. It's the final authority. And sometimes you got to take the medicine and you got to say, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to get to hear the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's another scripture I want you to write down. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 14 and it's verse 13. And here's what it says. It is written. Again, it is written in the word of God. I believe, therefore I have spoken with the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak, or therefore we speak forth those things. You can start out your morning and speak things into existence. Get up in the morning and you go to work. And you get up in the morning and you're like, you know, boy, I just didn't rest last night that good. And you go to work and you're thinking, I don't feel too good. And somebody at work goes, your nose is a little red. Are you okay? You sure you feel all right? Yeah, I feel okay. But, you know, I got a little headache. Really? Your eyes look like they're watering a little. Really? Well, then you take a break at 10 o'clock and you go to the break room and you're thinking, I got a little bit of headache. And they're like, you don't look too good. You don't look. By noon, you're going in office and you're saying, no, you're saying, boss, I don't feel too good. I better go home. Are you with me? You believe what was spoken. Oh, come on. Don't 
Shut me down because I'm preaching good here now. You believe what was spoken in the same way. You might get up in the morning and go, you know what? Got a little touch of this, but it can't stay in Jesus' name. You know, I, I got to go to work today because I, I owe, I owe, I owe, and off to work I go, right? You know, I, I, can't, I can't be messing around. I, I got things to do today. So we need to be able to take the medicine. Somebody say, take the medicine. And I don't mean go to your medicine cabinet and empty it out and come in with NyQuil and, you know, Sudafed and Actifed and all these feds and feds and these stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about take the Word of God and speak it. Sow it. Put it into the ground. Put it out there in the atmosphere. Take the medicine. Many of you have gone to the doctor and the doctor has said, you know what? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this antibiotic. Now, here's what you've got to do. Number one, don't take it on an empty stomach. Number two, I want you to take it three times a day. Not twice, not four, but three times a day. I want you to take it three times a day. Well, Doc, how long do I take it? Until it's gone. Anybody had those directions given to them? And what do you do? Yes, sir. I mean, you get up in the morning, you don't normally eat breakfast, you make you some toast, eat you some oatmeal, get you some Cap'n Crunch, whatever it might be, and then you take that medicine. Are you with me? And at noon you take it, and at dinner you may take it. And here's the thing that I want you to understand. Some of you will be so precise because the doctor has said to take that medicine that it doesn't matter what you're doing at noon, where you're at, who you're with. You're like, ah, I got to be back later. Where you going, man? I got to take some pills. But we were having a conversation. Later, dude. Got to take my pills. Are you with me? Why can't we do that with the Word of God? Maybe you're working on something. Maybe something's going on in your life and you start getting those scriptures. We've got a whole table over here that we've broke down with different scriptures for you. Healing, salvation, deliverance, faith, prosperity, protection. There's a whole, if you haven't visited that table, visit it. We want to give you a boost to be able to do it. So what happens is we've got to begin to take the medicine. Say, take the medicine. Three times a day. Somebody might say, well, you know what? I want you to get the scripture on healing. You'll begin to start taking that medicine. You'll take that medicine. You might, you might be in the hospital room. I went one time in a hospital room and visited a guy. And, and, uh, and I came in and I said, you watching TV? He said, nope. I said, why not? He said, because there's nothing on there. He said, that's going to help me get well. Look over there and there's a CD playing praise and worship music. CD playing the scriptures. Are you with me? You walked in the atmosphere and you were like, ooh, there's healing in the air. Jesus changed the atmosphere. When Jairus came and, and he said, my daughter's dead. And he said, we're going to get to her. She's not a dead, she's asleep. And he came up to them and, and they, were, they, were, they were having a funeral party. They were singing the dirge. They were moaning and groaning and crying. And Jesus was like, y'all get out of the house. Everybody out! And he got Peter, James, and John. He says, come on in there and raised her from the dead. Come on, somebody. 
Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen? Amen. We got to begin to take the medicine. What is it? It's not going to be easy, but get the, get the word. Get the word that you heard and begin to start working that word and begin to start claiming it and professing it and declaring it that, God, you said in your word, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. I'm not going to owe anybody anything. I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I got plenty more to put in store. God, you've called me to this. I've stepped into this. This is what it is. This is my destiny. This is my plan. This is my purpose. And you got to take the medicine. Amen? Come on. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah. Okay. Oh, baby, we are getting close. Ooh, boo. They were cherries. And they're looking good. Now, I can stop right here. This is... um, A cherry faith delight. But, number five, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. In other words, I could stop right here. I could stop right now. This is a wonderful cherry faith delight with no peanuts, no pecans. I like pecans. But it takes a little bit to chop them up. Oh, I'm tired. I don't think I'll do it. I think I'm going to bed. Forget this faith stuff. I think I'd rather watch the television. And we never get nuts in our faith delight. So don't be lazy. Let's put some nuts in our faith delight. Are you with me? No, no. I could take them just like they are, and I could just say... I'm tired, man. I've been working hard. I should put them in their hole. Right? All I know is that if you ate my faith delight and you got a whole pecan, you'd be going, Was he, what a lazy dude, man. Was he too lazy to chop it up? Come on, tell the truth. You'd be saying, I got a whole one. Yeah. They're all whole ones. Yeah. Um, You could have chopped them up. I didn't feel like it. Don't be lazy. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be lazy. Well, don't be lazy. See, it takes work. This thing is taking work tonight. You know, I've worked on this thing for over 30 minutes, and and, and we're we're starting to get some... I better get that one out of there. I don't want y'all to think I'm lazy. Listen... Working on this faith stuff is not easy. You don't, you don't grow in the things of God by taking vacations 51 weeks in the year. It's amazing. Oh, I was on vacation. Brother, I ain't seen you in six months. Yeah, I went on vacation, never came back. Don't be lazy. Let me give you some scriptures. Hebrews 6, verse 12. So that you will not be sluggish, be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We inherit the promises. There's got to be a reason why God warns us not to be lazy. Because we've got to take some time. 
We've got to take some time every day. It's work. It's not easy. There's times where God's working on me and I'm trying to grow in faith. And I'm used to acting or reacting to a situation this way. And it takes work not to react that way. I mean, it's like, what'd you say? (laughs) Normally, I'm like, what? Come here. I got something for you. We used to say, bring your lunch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, when I was a kid and we were in school and stuff, and, you know, even when I was an adult, (laughs) you know, it was like, it's on, baby. Like, I think I heard it say, it's on, like Donkey Kong or something like that, you know. It's on, it's on now. You better bring your lunch. I got news for you. You and I, we're going outside. Well, why are we waiting? Let's go now. As a Christian, you don't need to act that way. But see, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work when they say, it's on, you know, and I'm going, mm, talking about my mama and things are bad, and I'm going, mm, okay, okay. Oh, God, your word says in Proverbs 15, 1, that a gentle answer turns away wrath. <laughs> right now, I don't want to turn away from wrath. Turn the other cheek. I keep hearing, turn the other cheek. I don't want to turn the other cheek. I just want to take him down. Are you with me? It takes work. Say work. Work. So don't be lazy. There are going to be situations that could come up tonight. (laughs) Tonight after you go home. (laughs) That you're going to have to change your character. That you're going to think different things and say, wait a minute. i I got to do this differently. Are you with me? So don't be lazy. The Bible says not to be lazy or slothful. See, Because it also says that God rewards those who diligently seek Him. That are willing to put your hand to something so it will prosper. Let me share with you some other scriptures. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Proverbs 12.24 says, Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. I'm telling you, look at these things. We begin to start seeing it. And it's like, wow, if we've been lazy, let's not be lazy any longer. Let me give you a couple more scriptures. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. The sluggard craves and gets nothing. Nada. Zippo. <laughs> but the desires of the diligent are satisfied. They're satisfied. I... I I have come to a point in my life, and my wife can probably tell you, I desire God, but I don't desire a whole lot of anything else. There's no restaurant that I desire to go to. There's no shoes that I desire to have. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with that. But I've just come to the point where I was content with nothing. I'm content with a lot. I'm content with a lot, and I'm content with nothing. Paul says we need to get to that point. So, and I know because I've not been lazy, and he said, diligent hands will rule. So I began to look at the scriptures and I said, okay, I'm diligent. And God says, you're satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with where I'm at right now on the way to where I'm going. I'm satisfied right now where I'm at. Do I want to, to increase in the things of God? Absolutely. 
That's what I want to be diligent about. I want things to begin to change. I want to have the wisdom to be able to give people the counsel that they need. I want to have the wisdom to be able to pray for people. I want to be able to have the anointing to break things off of people's lives. Come on, somebody. Don't be lazy. Proverbs 19.15 says, Laziness brings on a deep sleep, and the shiftless man goes hungry. Laziness brings on a deep sleep. I know some people, they waking up at 1 o'clock during the day. And, I'm, and they work. And it's like, you slept how long? 37 hours. <laughs> I'm like, that's way too much. Get up, get something done. You just, the sun rose and sat and you missed it. <laughs> you missed that. Turn with me to the last scripture I'm going to have you read. Proverbs chapter 24. Let's look at verses 30 through 34. I passed by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the men lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest... Then your poverty will come as a robber and your want like an armed man. So here's a guy. Goes by and he looks at this guy's vineyard. And obviously the guy wasn't taking care of the vineyard. Thorns and thistles are growing up. You know, six foot tall stuff. And he, and he begins to say it's completely overgrown. It's the stone of the wall is around the the vineyard is fallen down. And he says, I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands for rest. And poverty will come upon you like a robber. I think one scripture, or the one version says a vagabond. Poverty will come upon you like a vagabond, like a robber. I'm like, all of a sudden, you're just relaxing, just chilling. How long you been chilling? Six years. I'm just chilling, just chilling. How long you been chilling? Eight years. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. What about the things of God? I'm just chilling, man. I'll get to it later when I get a little bit older, when I get to be 57 or 65 or, you know, maybe 83 or maybe 97, when I think really maybe that's when I might need the things of God. I'm just chilling. The Bible says poverty will come upon you like a robber and your want like an armed guard or an armed bandit. I want this. I want this now. I want this. I got to have this now. Don't be lazy. As we're putting this thing together called faith, as we've taken these ingredients today, we've taken the motives. Let's make sure our motives are right. We've taken God's word, and that's the main ingredient. And this is the main ingredient for this. Without this cool whip, <laughs> cool whip, <laughs> we could do a commercial. <laughs> Without God's word, none of this can happen. But you can take God's word, but it has to be the what? The final authority. It's got to be the final authority. 
And then all of a sudden, we're just mixing this together. And then we begin, we begin to say, look, you know what? I got to take the medicine. There are times where I don't feel like getting up. There's times like I don't feel like praying. There's times where I don't feel like reading. There's times where I, I don't know if I'd have time. I'd rather go to the bowling alley or I'd rather take my break and, and, and us sit around and play cards or I'd rather do these different things. And God says, take your medicine. Slip away. There's times at work you might have to slip away on that break time. And a buddy comes up and says, hey, dude, man, let's go. We're going to run over to the store and get some pop. And you're like, no, nah, man, I got an appointment. Huh? Yeah, you go, man. Have a good time. And you slip away and you set your little alarm on your watch. You'll set it to get up. You can set it to be back to work in 15 minutes. And then you read the word of God or you pray or you spend time with God. Are you with me? You begin to take your medicine. And the last one is don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Because we're going to begin to make some things. We're going to begin to mix up some things. So this is, this is our what? This is our faith, our cherry delight. Oh, I had you, didn't I, huh? Yeah. Actually, you should have seen Virginia's eyes. They weren't like. He's going to strip and fall and it's going to be all over everywhere. Like I said, faith at times can be a little messy. It can be a little messy. Y'all, y'all get an understanding of the ingredients of faith tonight? It's a good word picture. We all receive it. We all do something about it. Walk in faith. As, as you're reading through the course uh, of the next few weeks, and I know many of you are joining with us to read through the New Testament this year, circle or underline faith. Every time you see it, every time you have it, every time it's there, circle it or underline it. This is, um, now the question is, who has faith to try this thing? <laughs> Eli's over there going, I do, I do, I do. Richard Meliza, come on up here. <laughs> 